Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn, hosted by me, Colby Smith. And in a first, a Young Persons Radio first, we already have a caller on the line. Caller? Hello. Hello. Good morning. It's, it's your friend, Charlie. Wowie zowie. <laughs> Charlie Walden. My God. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Sunday morning, and I and I and I, and I rested myself out of bed uh, for the first time in years. I haven't been a, I haven't been a church boy since I was a, since I was little, but it's, it's a special Sunday today. That's right, and it's a special Sunday for a couple reasons, isn't that right, Charlie? That is right. Um, one of them, one of the more exhausting reasons, is uh, uh, well, and anybody who knows me and Colby knows uh, that we. We get real pissed off about a guy named Pete Holmes. <laughs> um, yes. He really bothers us. He uh, does. You know, we love if things were different. You might have seen his ads all over the uh, all over the trains, the L train, which is no longer shutting down. But they, before uh, sinking a dime and actually fixing it, they brought in these great HD screens, uh, where you can see this forty-one-year-old Generation X comedian uh, who employs um, uh, sexual criminals. Uh, who abused their power? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and and he's got he's got a new season of his TV show about uh, oh he he spent the whole entire last week defending Louis C.K. Uh, and he's got a wonderful show about the Comedy Cellar, <laughs> uh, and he's and he's and he's a big problem called. Yeah, uh, his prestige Sunday night HBO comedy series Crashing returns tonight, and boy are we mad. We sure are, and he's got a new uh, uh, young person who his character is is fucking uh, yes. for the remainder of this season. And uh, believe it or not, it's, it's a young performer who doesn't have any other industry connections other than Pete Holmes himself. Oh, it's it's almost like we've been down this road before, Charlie. Uh, we sure have. Um, <laughs> so but, for uh, for people who don't know, Charlie and I hosted a. <laughs> Maybe the most successful, certainly the most successful thing I've ever been a part of, uh, a, a Facebook, a Facebook uh, a video show uh, reviewing every episode of the first season of Crashing called Going Into Crashing with a Shitty Attitude, because that's what we were doing. And uh, uh, it, it, uh, uh, it, people liked it a lot. Like, I, I have, look, we, we've been around the block here, Charlie. We've done a bunch of shows to all kinds of audiences here. I've never had sure this have. many, that many people, like, like, uh, uh, to say, like, hey, that thing you're doing with, uh, with Charlie is like, it's just so great. I love it. I just like watch the show and then I watch you guys. And then sometimes I don't even watch the show when I watch you. Oh, God. And it's like, it's, it's kind of a bummer <laughs> in a way. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it's just, we, we, we are in a, uh, a, a sweet spot of uh, having made the decision that we never want to impress Judd Apatow in our lives it feels great, uh, but yeah. uh, there aren't that many people who can who can make that sort of leap. Yeah, um, I I think it's know, like it's. Way, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, ju- just the way that it's 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 structured as, uh, you know, the 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 fiction about standups is is one of the worst. It's about our modern media land. It's true, and uh, it's uh, well, this, this this was a real bad one. Yeah, 
I think I think it's worth you and I have talked about it uh, on the show and in person uh, a lot. Uh-huh. But I think like I think the core of our uh, problems with Pete Holmes like boil down to like this like weird uh, like like he's kind of like marketing himself as like a, not like a self-help guru, but like a guy who's like like empowering people and like on his show like the whole i don't know i'm sure you saw like the whole trailer for the new season is him just like like telling uh jamie lee that she like deserves the space that she takes up and just like the 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 (laughs) promo photo is like him levitating above the above the stage and it's like it's not done with any irony or like self-awareness whatsoever is that fair to say absolutely he's he's just he's got the same sort of uh, brain worms that any sort of narcissistic spiritual guru scammer has. Uh, you know, like in, in, a, in a slightly different world, he would have started uh, a death cult and we would have been rid of him five years ago. Um, but because he's had his uh, sort of feedback loops uh, reinforced by the Home Box Office Corporation um, that uh, and just because of the position that... Uh, Judd Apatow was in at HBO, uh, where again, I think you'd have to say allegedly he uh, his one of his major writers. Uh, I do have to say allegedly uh, sexually assaulted a 17 year old on set who was an actress, and she and he continued to work for Crashing. Not sure if he still works for Crashing for this season, uh, but if there was a sort of gleeful fun to it around 2017, mm-hmm. and then like 2018, 2019, Crashing just kind of stopped being this innocent symbol of a thing that's fun to gang up on yeah. and started being uh, something of a bummer to uh, yes. the old. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> there were some darker shades to the criticisms all of a sudden. It, it went from oh, like, yeah. it went from like, ah, oh, look at this idiot to, uh, ooh, this guy is a villain and a half. <laughs> yeah. And that was even like, I think I, if I remember right, when I, I think we filmed, seven episodes and released five for the second season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, 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 that'll come out uh, of like going to crash the <laughs> shitty attitude vault at some point. In yeah. The next couple months. Yeah. That's for the pro version. Um, but, but it, it like the stuff when season two came out, that was before the major, because news and time move so slowly these days, that was before the stuff about Louis CK's, uh, crimes came out mm-hmm. yeah and not not just that that the sort the sort of uh the the which you know to be clear to listeners it was not just sexual act it was because he was a big horrible sociopathic bully uh who destroyed powerless people's burgeoning careers uh in order to lie about what he had done to his co-workers yes um and uh, Pete does not quite have the analytical skills to uh, make a statement about it that isn't completely insane. Yeah. But no, no, okay. Nobody has actually said this before because uh, nobody's ever defended Pete Holmes to my face. <laughs> but theoretically, in, in, the, in, in the realm of imagination, somebody might say, hey, 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 Charlie, why don't, you, why don't you stop whining about somebody else's show and make something of yourself? I was uh, just going to bring know, why, this why up. Why don't, why don't you light a, light a candle and stop cursing the darkness? And the truth is that I did years ago, and I'm an animator, and I just released a project that I think uh, every 
10-second uh, clip of it is better than every 10-second clip of uh, Pete Holmes is crashing. Yeah. And we're premiering it next month in that uh, oh, uh, oh, here oh. In, in beautiful Brooklyn. Where would that be? That'll be at the Brick. The the, the, the website you can watch, it's, uh, I did it all with medieval woodcuts. It's very uh, silly and... Uh, uh, I, I like it. It's called The Incredible Voyages of Sir John Mandeville. It's based on a book from the 1350s. And you can watch it at incrediblevoyages.net. Get tickets there as well. Hit us with the date, show. Charlie, the date and time. Oh, yeah. Saturday, uh, Saturday, February 16th at 11 p.m. Oh, can't wait. Brick, and you can get those tickets at incrediblevoyages.net, <laughs> folks. And this is like this has been kind of a, a, a is a passion project for you. Is it fair to say? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, just, I, I it was a, it was an animated script that wrote forever ago, and I thought people paid attention to it without it actually having been produced. And then they didn't pay attention to it, so I produced it. It took a long, long time, uh, like <laughs> months of, 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 of just living uh, like a monk. Um, but I'm 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 rounding the edge. So I got one episode done, which you can watch now. It's seven minutes long, and then there's two more. Uh, that'll premiere on President's Day weekend. Yeah, right on. All right. Well. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Charlie. I, we can't. We we can't pay anybody to pretend to fuck me on HBO. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we don't have budgets to work with that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but the brick is giving me forty percent of the door, so that's a start. Hey, a uh, 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 space in New York that pays performers get out. Yeah. Now that's what I call fantasy prestige television <laughs> thank you Colby. oh charlie thanks so much for calling my friend we'll see you soon <laughs> okay all right i'll see you soon bye Cole. bye bye hey gang you like sharon van etten right here's a new song by her all right <laughs> Radio Free Brooklyn right here this morning until 11 a.m., at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the smash uh, uh, hit of the Radio Free Brooklyn season, the movie review show we didn't even know we wanted, but now we have and we can't get enough. That's coming up at 11 o'clock, and then that will go until noon, at which point they are followed by the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie. And then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Every base is covered here on Talk Show Sunday, this and every Sunday on Radio Free Brooklyn. Our number, 904-351-0729, if you want to call in like our friend Charlie there at the beginning. That's 904-351-0729. Now, my guest today is 
a comedian, writer, and director who, along with Rachel Pegram, is one half of the comedy team That Shit Ray, who hosts their next show at Union Hall here in Brooklyn on Saturday, February 16th. She is a member of Lo-Fi NYC, the monthly sketch show at Union Hall as well, and her solo show, Thirsty White Ally, has garnered popular and critical acclaim here in New York as well as in Chicago, Los Angeles, and beyond. That's right. It's Rachel Jarovsky. What's going on? <laughs> wow, that was an amazing intro that you just nailed. So thank you. Thank you. I like to gush about my guests immediately. Uh, what uh, a color. It's, it's a hallmark of, uh, of the program. Oh, here. perfect. Rachel, how are you this morning? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. That's good. I, uh, I am having a nice little, I had a nice little Brooklyn weekend. Oh. I live up in the Heights. Um, yes. But I had a show last night in Brooklyn and I stayed at my friend's place in Brooklyn last night. Woke up, did a little Brooklyn commuting. I, you know, might just have to move here is how I'm feeling. <laughs> wow. Okay. So pretty positive reviews for uh, for the borough we call home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, with it, as the children say. <laughs> <laughs> I do say it with it with it yeah might be more what it should sound like but yeah, yeah no have you lived uptown your pretty much your whole time in uh in new york i have lived in almost every borough except for queens and staten okay. island gotcha started in the east village little nyu brat okay <laughs> Boo. <laughs> private school no um and then moved to Lower East Side, moved yeah. to Flatbush, did a little stint up in the South Bronx, mm-hmm. and then landed in Washington Heights. So yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've told you this before, but I lived there my whole first year. I shared a room mm. in Washington Heights my first year in New York. We were like a couple blocks up from Columbia Presbyterian. How'd that go for you? Uh, it was great. There were a lot of doctors in the building. I felt very safe, uh, very cared for. Good, 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 good. good. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's, that's ideal, really. I like, I really like it up there a lot. I would, I would still live there if it, like everyone I know didn't live here. Yeah, no, I know it's, and that's really why I feel like I got to make my way down. Uh, although a boxers, I don't know if you're familiar with boxers, the gay bar Mm-mm. just opened up. Essentially, it's like a gay sports bar, and it just uh-huh. opened up below my apartment, basically. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, it's a lot to leave behind. Yeah, yeah. You they're know? doing everything they can to keep you. <laughs> they are, and it's they're making a case for themselves. I went there the other night, and I I really felt one with an environment that I identify with. So yeah. it was great. I mean, having like the neighborhood bar is a like is is a, a treasure not to be undervalued. Oh, it's a major key, and it's also just like bringing out the queer Washington Heights community like yeah. here like it didn't feel like a bunch of transplants it felt like right. oh these are gay people that have lived in the neighborhood like always and now i'm just seeing them in one place totally yeah so yeah. boxers check it uh, out well, i may i will <laughs> now go now yeah let's okay all right the show's over when do they open 10:30 perfect yeah uh, i'm a big fan of the like the bar slash coffee shop, you know, right? like the place that like opens at nine and like serves coffee, but like is a bar. Right. It's yeah. like, sure. I guess you guys have like a slow drip, horrible machine, whatever. I'll yeah, drink right. it. You know, you know, Cobra Club, right? And not too far mm-hmm, away from here. Mm-hmm. They do like they have they have like really leaned into the morning thing. Mm. They like they do like yoga classes in their back room now, <laughs> like at 10 o'clock <laughs> On weekday mornings, honestly, interested. I think it's cool. Do you have you have you? Are you a yogi? No, I've never taken a yoga class. Okay. But uh, uh, when I was in college, I did the P ninety X yoga. What's that? 
Well, as P90X, uh, uh, it's it was a very popular like home workout uh, thing okay. in uh, uh, like the mid to late two thousands. Got it. How'd I miss this? Sorry, uh, continue. <laughs> yeah, can't believe these references I'm making this morning are so down the middle mainstream. It's insane. I'm just like, okay, P90, uh-huh. <laughs> but yoga was like one of the, you like did something every day and the yoga was like the thing at the end of the week. It sounds uh, like extreme yoga a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, it was hosted by this guy named Tony Horton who was like 45, but like ripped. So like you knew you could do it too. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Wow, that sounds like a bad character I'd write for myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, he also would just, like, it, I think it's the same kind of thing that, like, sports announcers have where they just, like, they, they know they have to be filling the air right. time constantly with right. just, like, they can't think. They're just, like, speaking. So something's coming something's out. Something's coming out. Wow. And he would just say the most, the most insane things where he's just like, all right, we're going to do jumping jacks. All right, we're jacking it, and like just without any, he's not trying to make a joke. Right. It's just like that's what's that's what's coming out in his mind. He's just like, help, 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 help! How do I stop? Help! Wow! So it was live. It wasn't even like a pre-recorded tape. It oh was no, like, it was. It was. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. You you just you watch the same videos over and over again. Uh, wow. While you worked out, Colby's home workout. I don't do it anymore. Hey, if you did, I would be interested in trying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the videos are are still available. <laughs> well, P90X should do a, a subscription app just like every other. Yeah, every media thing now is just like, and you can buy our app for $5 a month. Right. That's what they That's what they need to do. That's the future for P90X. I, I can't remember the last time I bought an app. No. I'm on my dad's New York Times app like every other millennial ever. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, can't pay for my news. That's the rule of being born in the 90s. <laughs> horrible it's yeah it's not great it's not great but i wish there were a way i could yeah you know what truthfully and this is uh pathetic that i would admit this but uh after uh trump got elected i started donating like 25 bucks a month to ProPublica. okay and then my uh credit card expired and i got a new one uh after like a year plus and i just haven't updated it no i'm ashamed i'm ashamed rachel i was a good citizen for a little while Welcome to me and my website. Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm always losing whatever card is attached to it. And then it's like, well, I guess no one can keep up with this website. I haven't updated in three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the oh, feeling. Yeah. It's like, oh, Rachel's got a show coming up at Legion. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Legion's been closed for almost a year. Right. R.I.P. R.I.P. Legion. Truly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt Strickland, a mutual friend of ours, uh, told me that the there's a new spot opened in the old Legion. Oh, really? Spot and that it's uh it's like a fancy cocktail bar called Easy Lover. Oh, like E capital E capital Z Lover. I think that space needs an open mic. If I ever <laughs> if I ever heard of one. <laughs> so Rachel Jarovsky. Tell yes. Dot com. Yes. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on with me? Uh, okay, I'm going to keep it. I, I, I honestly, I'm a little hungover. I feel like I've been like, it's been like a drinking weekend. And that's mostly because last weekend, I'll be honest with you and everyone else, I had pink eye. Mm. Um, yeah. like, which, a, like a little child. Like a little <laughs> dirty orphan. Um, I had full pink eye. And I, I get quite devastated when I get sick. I really mm. feel like it's, I really feel like someone did it to me, you yes. know? Yeah. Um, and 
So I was really just like wallowing last weekend and now, you know, thinking that the pink eye would never clean, clear up and, you know, so now it just sort of felt like I'd made this comeback and I had to, you know, destroy my body right. because of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, You're happy to just be out in the world again. I'm happy to be out in the world. I'm happy to wake up and have my eyes not stick together, <laughs> which is what, you know, what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had pink eye? I, I have. Yeah. You have. It's been a while, but I mean, I remember it so viscerally of just like waking up and not being able to open my eyes. And it's like, oh, what a horror dream. Yeah. Just like glue yeah you know um so honestly i feel on top of the world because that's cleared up um you know you can't really complain we got a long weekend coming up we don't have to be do people know we work together oh i don't know i don't know if they do uh it's time it's time to pull like pull the curtain back and say rachel and i are colleagues we are an organization young professionals At an organization where we can both just wear sweatpants any day we want. It's really uh, an incredible uh, setup. Yeah, it really is. I could go to work looking like a gym teacher every day and that would be fine. Yep. We work with children, an after school program, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't have work Monday, which feels so nice. Schools are closed and so are we. <laughs> Clo- <laughs> shutting down my brain and body <laughs> for a full Monday. Yeah. Yeah, how are you going to spend it? What are your plans? Um, well, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to try to catch my friend's show. It's a. Uh, it's. I'm not. I'm not sure how inside baseball our listeners are, but it's a mod night. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so at the UCB Theater at Hell's Kitchen. You know what? I in keep, the river. I keep getting told by uh, people at the station that the more local uh, stuff on the air, like, gets the most traffic. Oh, so it does? you just go in on. Inside baseball stuff. Okay, perfect. Um, so I'm I'm hitting Hell's Kitchen right in the middle of the Hudson. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> gonna check out Maud. Um, I'm hoping it's like MLK themed. I love like mm. a holiday themed show. Of course, yeah. So that's like my big. And you know what? I do have to say, it'll be nice that I don't have to go too far. You know, just a little yeah. bit downtown. Yeah. A little bit downtown. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. That the move to that theater was like uh, closer to you. It was, and I was like, "Well, I never went to the other one. Yes, I'll never go to this one." <laughs> like, truly, made no difference in my life. But actually, a new improv theater opened up in the old I know. space. Improv Asylum, oh. a short form theater from Boston. Oh no! <laughs> I swear to God, I really want to go see a show though. I really just want to like see what it's about. It sounds like they've got. It sounds like. A lot of awkward white men with mm-hmm. some Me Too issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. that that might be tough, but it, it would be my guess with short form. <laughs> Just some skeletons in that closet. Yeah, going to make a call right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. They're going to get found out. Now, Rachel, mm-hmm. I would like to uh, uh, introduce now the first and one of the only really uh, recurring segments on uh, on this show. Oh, I love a recurrence. This is a, 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 a series of questions uh-huh. uh, that has been developed over years of study of the, uh, uh, the great uh, interviewers of our time. Mm. Um, Terry Gross. Okay. Pete Holmes. All right. <laughs> but first, we can take our first caller. Yes. Caller, you are on the air with me and Rachel Jarofsky. Hey, <laughs> Colby. Wow. Hey, it's. Rachel. Hey. It's Tim Keck. Hey, Tim. What's good? Hey. Not 
much. What do you? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about your pink eye. Uh, I'm sorry about your pink eye. It was rough. Uh, it was rough, I, Tim. I had a, had a had a conversation with like one of my coworkers like for, like yesterday. Wait, what day is today? Sunday. The last time I was at work, I had a conversation <laughs> with someone whose whose daughter got pink eye at gymnastics, and she was like, "Oh, I guess she can't go to gymnastics anymore. She thinks it's in gymnastics." And my response was like. I thought kids got pink eye. Is that me just being like totally irresponsible? So or, uh, is like being like that person can no longer do this activity anymore because they got this thing. Um, I'd say that this child's parents who are your coworkers. Is that the relationship yeah. here? I would say they yeah. have uh, <laughs> severe parental anxiety. It's not like, I mean, it's not like gymnastics just like permanently has pink eye as an activity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, I always thought, I was always told that uh, pink eye was the booty eating disease and that you get it when you eat booty. Ah. But hey, <laughs> I- I've eaten zero booty this month, so <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. Wow, they're just going to give oh, up man. on gymnastics altogether. It sounds to me like they were I, looking for an excuse to not do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Map, there's pink eye there. There's pink eye. We can never return. <laughs> Burn the place <laughs> to the ground. Build a new gym. <laughs> right. <laughs> With no pink eye. Gosh, these sound like parents we would know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> bring their kids to our program. Yeah. Yeah, Tim, you can tell it your coworker. Like- what was that? Oh, it sounds like it's a way to, like, describe for parents, like, how far away an activity is. Mm. Like, you could just describe it by what, like, ailment the kid would need to get in order for them to just walk away from the activity altogether. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right, and, like, right. pink eyes, like, <laughs> it's like a slightly inconvenient trip <laughs> to get over there. I love that. Pink eye is a sort of measurement, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, the litmus test. Uh, yeah, measurement of commitment. That's great. Oh, man. Tim, have you ever had pink eye? Uh, I'm sure I have. Mm. There's no (laughs) way. Everybody gets pink eye, right? It's like, it it was like ringworm. I dunk my face in the toilet too often to not get some pink eye. Oh, right. That's the other way. The other way you get it. Yeah. Now. Nice, like, face wash. mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're in the clear now. I mean, honestly, you get it from kids. That that just must be it. I Mm -hmm. mean, and how often are you around kids, Tim? Me? Yeah. Uh, not often. Mm. No. Well, no. we solved that mystery. I was say unfortunately, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't know if I should have said, like, not enough. <laughs> more time <laughs> no. with kids. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like the wrong thing to did. say. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, boy, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. If only. Right, right. Tim. I have to say, I'm surprised you're calling in, given uh, how late you were up last night, killing it at Countdown County at Under St. Mark's Theater. Oh, yeah. How'd that show go? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was very fun. It was very fun. Uh, We got a good crowd. It was great. My one uh, return to glory in the past two years, and I enjoyed it greatly. (laughs) It ended up being awesome. Colby and the band Searchin played. Ah, this is what I wanted. Show to tearing the house down. Wait, Colby, you were in the band. Uh, I was in the band. Piano playing the keys. Oh, as you just like you know how. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, We did did bim bomb. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tim, do you realize that uh, Colby is in the after school band mm-hmm. where we work? Whoa. He is head uh, pianist, keyboardist, yes. if you yes. will. Yeah. Um, at, in the Shabbat band. Mm-hmm. Every Friday, it is good Shabbos <laughs> to our ears. <laughs> thanks to Colb. He really hey. is like, he's like a white Stevie who can see, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he really has nothing in common with Stan. <laughs> um, but I'm going to head to Spotify and uh, search uh, Shabbat right now. Yeah. Some of your music. Oh my God. Yeah, we can we can tell you all about it. You absolutely can. Every Friday, but I'm glad that show went well. I had a lot of I, we. I mean, we have some overlap between our shows uh, and the people in them. Hmm. Some we shared did. members. Actually, we got uh, rival bookings this week. Yeah, right up against each other. Uh, tough, <laughs> tough, always tough. But I envy you. I mean, I, I really miss under St. Mark's. I like it there so oh. much. It's such a nice, uh, a nice venue. It really is. Their mid renovation. We learned last night they're putting in a second bathroom. Wow! How? <laughs> it's right next to the old bathroom. So the bar's gone. The bar's still there. It's like it's it's past. It's like in the opposite direction. Is Debbie still there? Is De- oh, Tim, Debbie's you... still there? Okay, yeah. Debbie's never leaving. Thank God. Thank Debbie is that place. She she's the heart and soul of it. Oh man, they put in that the brick wall. Is stunning because every once in a while I'm like. Wow, is Understand Mark's like just gonna close randomly? And then it's like, oh, yeah. man, they added a bathroom. They must be doing pretty well. I and also feel like bathroom money. That's been the rumor for a while that it was gonna close, and yeah. now it's like, oh, they're actually like they have the money to make these renovations. I guess it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I guess you we. You know what? Let me just say, I hope they have the money to make these renovations. Well, good point. Maybe this is the thing that puts them under <laughs> the second uh, bathroom. The second bathroom. I mean, I thought that brick wall they added was a bit of a financial stretch for them. Do you guys know the one I'm talking about? Uh-huh. It's yeah. like they, the previous wall looked like a ghost inhabited it just like 24-7. And then they added, then they like revamped it with some red brick and the ghost is gone. Yeah. The ghost of under St. Mark's. <laughs> Bricks killed the ghost. Yeah. <sighs> Bricks are kryptonite to the dead <laughs> is the lesson here. Tim? Yep. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Um, man, boy, I uh, I dislike Pete Holmes with a fiery passion. Oh, yeah. Uh, can't wait to hear your crashing takedown. <laughs> uh, somehow I've gone from, uh, I started listening to his podcast, and I was like, man, this is great. And then somehow, until now, I've just completely turned against him. Mm. And he's the worst. And yeah, I, he, he wore you down. That I hate about comedy. He wore you down. How long is his podcast? Can I ask? It's several hours. It's mm. like the, I feel like oh, the longest episodes hours. are almost three hours. Jesus, I know. Why would it's I like want to? Yeah. If they talk uh, about uh, Rafifi, Rachel, and talk about himself for three times as long. <laughs> so it's longer than a movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, how are you going to make a podcast that's longer than a movie? <laughs> <clears throat> well, you stretch. Right. Yeah, you stretch. There's oh. got to be some rule stretch against that. Oh, man. Well, you know, especially now that he's having on comics that nobody's ever heard of because he's done like 500 episodes. Yeah. You know, we really need to get into the nitty gritty with them and find out what their thoughts on God are. Right. Oh, yeah, God. 
Do they talk about stuff like that? Yeah, he talks about God in every. Is he is he religious? Jones loves God. That's like part of his thing is like that he was like raised super religious and uh, um, it's uh, all he's got to talk about. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now it's finding it again. Guess guess who? I just looked it up. Guess who the most recent guest on You Made It Weird is? Who? Doctor Drew. Wow, that's. That sounds right. You can hear Dr. Drew talk about God for two hours. Who's Dr. Drew again? Dr. Drew is like one of these like daytime hosts. Uh, you'd, you'd absolutely recognize him if uh, if you saw him. Hmm. Um, he's like a celebrity oh, doctor. Plus like a yeah. Dr. Phil. Yes. So yeah. like a great value Dr. Phil. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. there's only one Dr. Phil. Sorry. <laughs> DP. Yeah. And he's got, you know, he was in, he's he's funny. He was he was in that scary movie. Remember that? Remember Dr. Phil and Shaq were in the, oh, the, yeah. the yeah. scary movie parody? You know who seems like great collab? I don't remember what it was called. What? what? That scary movie. Uh, I think was... it was, it's like one of the scary movie. Oh, it was, it like was... scary movie three or something. Four oh. maybe. Were you guys fans of the scary movie franchise? Oh, yes. What's I... your favorite one? I, it might oh, be yeah. three. It might be three. It might be three. that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the second one. Well, what? That's my favorite. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> Wait, when was the last time you watched the second one? Uh, prob- <laughs> probably when I was in college, maybe. And it, that's okay. Okay, you should rewatch it because I remember me and Colby actually rewatched <laughs> yeah, we scary did. movies, and the second one is rough. Dude, I feel like it was super offensive too. I don't know. I just like halfway through, we were like, "This is impossible." Well, it's the first two are made by the Wayan brothers, and I yeah. just remember. I mean, when I was a kid, I just honestly, I would say it was I, one of my greatest comedic influences <laughs> growing up was Scary Movie too. Which <laughs> wow, no, that's awesome. <laughs> like that's so like pure, so that's... pure. I mean. Who was in that? Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Yeah. So funny. I mean, she, we are we're very pro Anna Ferris on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anna Ferris over Chris Pratt any day. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt's well, like a libertarian that, too. I, uh, you don't know about? Wow, you're a Chris Pratt fan. Yeah, Tim's a big Chris Pratt I love fan. Chris Pratt. Well, yeah. when you get confused for uh, Chris Pratt as often as I have, <laughs> <laughs> start to uh, empathize with the guy, and people are very like specific they're like whoa not ripped guardians of the galaxy chris pratt you look like season two of parks and rec <laughs> i miss thick chris pratt like, okay yeah. thank you yeah that lovable buffoon i know but now he's like a libertarian and also weirdly religious isn't he is he really oh, man, I, he's super I religious and he's marrying uh arnold schwarzenegger's daughter right 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 Oh, no. yeah, you're right. First thing, L.com six days ago. Chris Pratt's religion, how he became a devout Christian. Oh, God. He's a fundamentalist. Uh-huh. Ay, 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 Here we ay, go. Ay. Here we go. Him and Pete Holmes. Oh, yeah. Crazy wow. <laughs> he was in a movie about dinosaurs, though. Chris Pratt. You mean those things yeah. that Noah saved on the ark? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, Bible. <laughs> Come through. First Testament. <laughs> Man. I asked him for final thoughts, and then we just started ranting about Chris Pratt. I know, and scary movie too. I, I mean, I, no, that's just the launching off point. That's right. right. That's right. Well, I'll, 
I'll let you guys do it. Uh, Tim out. Bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Tim Kick. 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729. Now, as I was saying. Yes. This is a segment we like to call the Young Persons Radio Guest Questionnaire. Oh, ask away. Question number one. Okay. Who is an actor or actress who every time they come on screen, you find yourself going, oh, neat. (sighs) Oh, and now is that, oh, neat, like, I like you and I forgot how much I like you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do I feel that way about? Oh, man, that is, that is tough because also, you know, I'm bad at like just pulling out the actor's name, you know, like I see them and I'm like, oh, yes, you. But like pulling it out is harder. I feel like we um, recently talked about. Okay, yes. You know who I love is the actress who I'm blanking on the name, of course. Mm Becoming, you know, I feel like I'm becoming my mother of like, who's that one that was in, you know, whatever. Uh But it's she was in Handmaid's Tale. She was in uh, Samara, uh, Samara Wiley. She's in Handmaid's Tale. She's in Orange is the New Black. Ah, she's um, queer identifying. Yes. And she and her wife are like Samira Wiley. Samira Wiley. Yes. She and her wife are relationship goals. All the way. Yeah. Her wife was like with a man and then like started working on Orange is the New Black and immediately became gay, which is like, (laughs) I feel like a story you'd hear on Infowars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where is the new black turned my wife gay? Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, But she got with Samira Wiley (laughs) and they are going strong as hell. She is so good on that show. She's so good on that show. And I like wish that there was more of her on Handmaids. I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. You know, it's tough. Is this? Oh, okay. I thought for a second this was you being disappointed in me. No, (laughs) I would never. I can never conjure that feeling for you. How much longer is the show? Uh, I have to leave. <laughs> I must. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's dystopian as hell. Mm-hmm. But I've always had a soft spot for dystopian narratives. I don't sure. know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like, well, I'd love to see how things could be worse so I can feel better about what they <laughs> yes. are, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you like a fan of the book before the show? or a, a- I, Hot take, I didn't love the book. Mm. I only read the book because I was like very interested in the show. And then I was like, okay, let me check out the book. Yeah. But the book is just kind of like, it, it doesn't get into, it's not super narrative heavy. Like uh-huh. it mostly just paints a picture of this horrible gotcha. society without gotcha. like, like I like a character yeah. development. And that's, you know, but that's what the show does. So that's mm-hmm. why I like the show better. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You gotcha. Know? Okay, yeah, yeah. I've never, I've only read like short stories of Margaret Atwood's, uh, but I, I like them in general. But then I came across this quote of hers where she was like, I, she, someone was asking her like how uh, like she conceives of herself as like a science fiction writer. And she said, I don't write science fiction. Science fiction is uh, uh, spaceships and aliens. Damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Treated. Yeah. I was like, drag them. Drag science fiction. <laughs> Go off, queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to Margaret. Atwood. And she loved that. Yeah, I bet she did. 
But I love Elizabeth Moss also. Oh, I love this Elizabeth a, Moss. This is my, yes. my answer to this question. We have talked about how great she is. Oh, amazing. Someone, I'll just, look, I'll just, I'll go in on this for a second. Yes, please do. Someone at an open mic last week was doing a bit about how crazy it was that her friend described Elizabeth Moss as a nine. And I was like, Elizabeth Moss is a 10, baby. She was like, her whole thing was like, that's too high. And I was like, she is so gorgeous. She's so talented. She's yes. been on like every good show. <laughs> I don't know. It made me it's stuck in my crawl, Rachel. Wow. That's no, that's really annoying. And just, I feel not good for women. I yeah. feel that bit is bad for women. I and agree with that you. Is me not hearing it live me hearing <laughs> yes. it through you in these yes. in 20 words but <laughs> i feel that that bit is bad for women yeah. you can quote me yeah. on that take that open mic comedian and also you know what it, elizabeth moss has a good you know ethnic european ethnic nose that's a jewish nose if i ever seen it she's not jewish i think she's a scientologist she is a scientologist yeah but that's it's a like big big problem i want to see more noses like that on tv for sure i want to see a big schnoz with like four bumps in it and like that's beautiful you know what but that was unfair that might not just be i'm i'm associating it with ashkenazi europe Uh and i feel that maybe other parts of the world could also achieve a nose like that so i amend i amend that statement (laughs) it's not a european nose that was wrong okay it's stricken from the record okay thank you so much (laughs) next question yes say you're stricken ill Okay. Uh, as perhaps you were last weekend. Right. What show do you put on while you heal? <sighs> hmm. Well, you know, actually, and this is sort of like, I've already seen this show. This is like, any, I can just hop in at yeah. any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My roommate recently started rewatching The Office. Yes. And I realized how much I love that show. Man, it has aged like a fine wine. It is so good yeah i recently watched the episode where holly and michael are together and they're like getting in trouble with gabe for too much pda in the office yeah it is really funny (laughs) um but yeah i mean that's a show that i can jump in anytime that and 30 rock honestly yeah yeah me too they're just like anytime any place here i go when they were on like back to back on thursday nights uh when like i was in high school yeah i was just like this is uh perfect it's a perfect night. But you know what? I didn't I didn't watch 30 Rock then. I was Oh like, really? I couldn't get into I didn't get into it until college. Okay, yeah. Cuz I yeah. would like it's definitely like tonally you got to get you got to get used to it. For sure. Yeah. Um yeah. and I just like wasn't able to give it a chance and then I started, you know, I think being able to just like binge it out, you know, later on when it was on Netflix, I was like, okay. Yeah. Here I go. I remember like uh being very struck by 30 rock because like i was familiar with tina fey from her from weekend update obviously where she had kind of a more like like acidic like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. uh wit i yeah. guess was like her persona but that show is so just like silly it's so silly and i love that yeah it's like not i mean they'll do political stuff from time to time and it's like always like very like smart and like well thought out and right. stuff. but uh but it's like all the best bits are just like Alec Baldwin doing silly voices and like there's a whole episode where they're Muppets. <laughs> like, yeah. It's great. No, they've done. I know the live episode was so cool. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, that yeah. one. That's so cool that they did that. I know. Dude, that's like an old fashioned, like old showbiz kind of right. uh, showmanship. Right. You know? I know. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. No. So 30 Rock, The Office, those good old NBC shows. I know. Yeah. But also 
uh, Martin is a great show to jump Martin. in on. Okay, yeah. Martin, did you watch that? No, no, no. I didn't have cable growing up, yeah. so I had to make do. And I watched a lot of uh, channel, I mean, it was Channel 26, UPN, uh-huh. or no, was it UPN? I think it was UPN. And Martin, it was the Martin Lawrence show. Oh, Mar- oh, sure, yeah. Martin Lawrence is awesome. Yeah, and it was, I mean, the actress that plays Pam uh-huh. is really funny. <laughs> Pam is like Gina's friend. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, that's a great show to also just like yeah, pop into. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Martin Lawrence is like is so good. I feel like he's kind of like not fallen from grace, but like he was like the guy for a while. He was. Uh, but again, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But well, uh, it's interesting because I remember Martin Lawrence and Jamie Foxx show would come on back yeah. to back. Oh, yeah. And they were like sort of a little bit similar in that they were like, you know, is that a three camera sitcom? Yeah. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I feel like the two of them have had two totally different careers. Definitely. Going yeah. forward. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Foxx has won an Oscar. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is the man. He's awesome. I know. He's so cool. And Dream, Jamie Foxx and Girls. Have you ever yeah. seen that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. He's so He also, like, owns, I'm pretty sure he, like, owns a club in L.A. that, like, and he'll put up, like, like not known at all like hip-hop artists it's like from around the city it's like his pet project that's awesome uh, he's just like he's the coolest dude next question tell give it to me what's an internet trend that drives you nuts oh gosh i'm so bad at the internet and like <laughs> trending and um and uh you know i really struggle with twitter as a whole mm-hmm. okay and yeah. Uh, let's we can call Twitter an internet trend. Yeah, it's it'll be gone soon. I really hope. I mean, <laughs> I feel like often as a comedian, you're like, well, if I ever want to get a job ever, I must be, blah, 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 you know, beep, yes. blah, blah, beep. But then it's like, I whenever I log on to Twitter, first of all, I just said log on, which is, <laughs> <laughs> do I know? Am I from the 1970s? I don't know. Whenever I, you know, put in my password and, you know, dial up gets me on Twitter, I just feel like I'm entering a conversation like 15 minutes late. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like everything's yeah. out of context. Everything's inside jokes and like yes. kind of formulaic. And it's kind of like a language that mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Um, And I'm tired of it. I know. I feel like I will just like uh, be like on my phone in the morning while I'm like eating breakfast and right. stuff and just like open Twitter and I'll see something that like some take that makes me so mad. And then I'm just like starting the day from being mad. And I'm just like, why am I doing this? Why? Why? Like, first thing, how, why am I started like from this place of negativity? Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, if, uh, if I didn't have it, couldn't do that. No, you're absolutely right. Abolish. Cancel Twitter. Cancel Twitter. Everybody leave. Now. Everybody leave everything. <laughs> I want to keep Instagram, though. I like it. I do like Instagram. I like pretty pictures. <laughs> I know. And I want to keep up with my friends' babies and stuff yeah, and yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Instagram's fine. It, it, feels, more, it feels more uh, wholesome to me it than does. Uh, Twitter. Because it's, uh, you know, it's like, I mean, there's like the whole thing of like people, like the status envy you can right. get from Instagram, which like I've definitely like had from time to time. Oh, for sure. But uh, but anymore, it's just like, oh, it's like people looking happy. I know. <laughs> like, but you're right. All these sites are performative and mm-hmm. it's like, I'm living my best life, yeah. you know, out on display when everyone is actually crumbling inside. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, maybe we maybe we throw them both 
in the fire. I know. Isn't it so funny that because I feel like for when I definitely when I was in college, I would get like so annoyed with like I was just like, oh, you old man telling me the Internet's bad. Like, right. shut up, old man. Right. And then now I'm just like, get any way to shut it out. <laughs> like, we must. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Find a way. Oh, it has not taken that long for a complete reversal. I know. Next question. I'm ready for it. Four or five. You find yourself in a casino. Okay. You look down in your hand. What's that? $200 worth of chips. What game do you play first? Okay. Um, <laughs> casino games, I know. Yeah. Can I? I mean, honestly speaking, I would. Okay. The, this is me having a limited knowledge of casinos, but I would probably just realistically, I'd call it at that. You yes. know, I'm take I'm, it right to the cash out. I'm stand. cashing out 200 <laughs> and I am paying off. Uh, my credit card bill, which just like always has around three hundred to four hundred dollars charged yeah. on it. Yeah. I mean, at least it just stays there. But <laughs> yes. it's just like for good measure, I'm always like four, no more than five hundred dollars in debt at all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, you know what? No, I'm not playing it safe. So uh, that's the old Rachel. Yeah, the new Rachel. No, this is what happens. I got, I got two hundred dollars of chips. That's right. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I start to go cash out, and then I'm like, wait, no. Yeah. Not Some, today, Rachel. Something catches your eye. I'm like, let's go play whatever game the table spins and you throw the ball in and it lands on something. What roulette. I'll play a little roulette. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I won't care if I lose it all. Yeah. Oh, you, so you'll do a thing where you like all 200 are on like black. <laughs> Right. It comes up on red and you're just like, well, you win some, you lose some. Right. No, I know. I'll go back to my room in this hotel. Realistically, I, I would probably, <laughs> oh my God, what is this trip I'm taking? <laughs> and who did I go with? But going to, I imagine I'm in Vegas or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Going to Vegas is like so something I would do with like, I just think something you do in general with like your high school friends. Totally. Yeah. I don't know if your high school, my high school friends are just completely insane. Uh, I will say uh, to you that I did this kind of where there is like I mean they call it a resort but it's just like a campground with like a big building okay uh, near like I'd say half hour outside of my hometown and like my my uh, like second or third uh, Christmas home uh, out like over Christmas break in mm. college like a couple of me and my high school buddies went up to like the casino because like we could get in there now at the, mm. at the campground yes. and we went in and we were just like yeah this will be wild and we got in and it was just like we saw so many people from our high school there just like earnestly like looking sad and playing blackjack. And I'm not I don't even mean like other students. I mean, like teachers, like one of the football coaches was wow. there and it was the most depressing. It was like, oh, so crushing. And we left right. after like 10 minutes. We we're like, we can't be here. Yeah, I, I want to go to like a pop in casino where I yes. won't know anyone. And if everyone yeah. is gambling away their money i won't know that either because <laughs> right. everyone's like in a suit jacket yeah. and looking like oceans yeah, eight or yeah. Whatever. that's the one i want to go to the fancy one right exactly the uh, high class one the final question okay here in the last few minutes of the show wow perfect timing what is the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry <sighs> um hmm Hard to know the absolute dumbest. Yes. But the one thing that is coming to mind, my um, 
Okay, so I've lived in a lot of different places mm-hmm. in the city, which I mentioned. I lived in Lefferts Garden, and I uh, had these... Well, I moved in with two girls originally, and uh, they ended up moving out because the neighborhood made them a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, I'm not going to move out and spend all that money. Anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had to get some randos to move in. And one of the people that moved in uh, had a dog. Here we go. A three-legged uh, oh, a three-legged pit. I'm already crying. I know. <laughs> and but this dog was, you know, had some trauma for mm. sure. Um and I found myself spending a lot of time with it and I would walk it and um there were a lot of chicken bones on the street in this neighborhood. So the dog would go for the chicken bones. Gotcha. And I grew up with dogs where I could literally like put my face in their mouth and it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I, the dog takes a chicken bone and I go to take it out of its mouth and the dog bites me. And I remember it didn't hurt that bad, but I was more so just, I felt so betrayed by this animal that I was like caring for that yes. I cried out of betrayal. <laughs> Like, how can you do this to me? You're not even my dog. And I've been walking you. And I've been, I like Jewish mothered this dog. I walk you every, you know, I put out water for you. I clean up your, and you're going to bite me? Very betrayed by this animal. That's so funny. That's so funny because uh, most of the answers to this question are like, Think like people being like moved unexpectedly by something dumb, <laughs> but you're like angry crying at this dog. <laughs> How dare you? How could you do? <laughs> I trusted you. I trusted you. But also, why did I put my oh. hand in this dog's mouth? <laughs> Not smart. Oh, oh, I love it. So, oh, yeah. That's a Hall of Fame answer. For oh that my, question. thank you. Wow, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, Rachel. We gotta go. No, I know it flew by. It really flew by did. for me. Uh, thank you so much for coming. It's such a joy, and thank you for having me. It's uh, my pleasure. Oh yes. Uh, so, uh, uh, any last like plugs before you go? Because there's the, the That Shit Ray show at February 16th. Anything else? Yeah, check out That Shit Ray on February 16th at Union Hall, uh, and also feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter hey. at. Uh, at R A Y J A Y three K Ray J three K like dude. Andre three K yeah but I don't sing or rap <laughs> or do anything that good uh, so yeah perfect that's all I got for you <laughs> well uh, you can uh, stick around for two thumbs undecided coming up in mere moments here on Radio Free Brooklyn uh, we'll be back next week I've been Colby Smith keep that dial tuned we'll see you in a week here is uh, music. Mm-hmm.